if you go into the natural food store and you look at the, the shelf and there's all the mushroom products and every one of them will say mushroom and they'll have a, a picture of a mushroom on the front and you buy the product and you think, man, I'm taking this great mushroom product. It's not a mushroom product. Right now, for the first time in a thousand years, we have access to cordyceps militaris fruiting bodies. This is something absolutely new. The market's full of this stuff, and it's uh, this mycelium, mostly residual grain, because that's the dominant part of this product. And people don't know that. People don't know that they're taking actually uh, a product that's mostly grain powder. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more on building optimal mental and physical performance into your life, Please keep listening to the OPP or check out naturalstacks.com. Ryan Muncie is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncie is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncie's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncie is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncie is he's the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncie's an innovator. All right. Happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. Welcome to another episode of the OPP. Uh, this week, very special guest for you. Uh, we have Jeff Chilton joining us. Jeff, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So we'll get into your bio, your credentials, and, and the, the topic for this podcast in just a second. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple of housekeeping notes uh, for you guys listening. If you haven't done so yet, please go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. Uh, we are reading those reviews. We're reading some of them on the podcast like I'm about to do. And if we read yours, we will send you free Natural Stacks products as a thank you. Uh, so Das Nibley says, biohacking and performance heaven. I discovered the OPP a couple of months ago and have been hooked ever since. So thank you so much uh, for that feedback, Das. And uh, JDJ says, this is the first podcast in my queue. Uh, so I will just say that that one means a lot to me. Uh, I know there are a lot of other great shows out there. Jeff, I know you've been on some of those great shows. Uh, so, so for somebody to say that our show is first in their queue and that they listen to this one first means a lot to me. For you guys listening, uh, I take that very seriously as a responsibility and in true um, optimization form, I will continue to try to get you guys the best possible guests like we have today, uh, as well as to, to continue to elevate my interview skills, work on our audio. We will make this podcast the best possible experience for you so that you can continue to live optimal. And on that note, if the OPP is helping you and you enjoy it, please share it with your friends and family, other people who need to hear the messages that we're talking about, uh, anybody who will benefit from and enjoy this. You know who they are. Share it with them and let's help more people. Uh, last but not least, go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the video version of this along with many, many links and resources that will be specific to this episode. I know for a fact that we're going to have uh, some, some links to scientific papers, some literature. Um, there will be a ton of links and resources that you guys will want to pursue on your own after this episode. So go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see that. Um, so I'm going to stop talking. 
Jeff, let's get you introduced. You are going to help us shed some light today uh, on the medicinal mushroom industry, uh, which is going to be very fascinating. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I've been uh, working with mushrooms for a long, long time, Ryan. In fact, uh, I started growing mushrooms in 1973. I worked for 10 years on a very large mushroom farm, growing, growing agaricus, the button mushrooms that you see out there. And at that time, we were producing 2 million pounds of mushrooms a year. It was a large operation. And, and I went there because I realized that, uh, and at that point, uh, mushrooms were a passion of mine. And what do you do? I mean, I had I just uh, had gotten out of university. I had a, a degree in anthropology. There weren't a lot of job openings for that. And uh, but <clears throat> I did uh, uh, love mushrooms and want to know how to grow them. So I went and got a job at at this uh, mushroom farm here in Washington State. Um, in 1983, I co-authored a book on on growing mushrooms at home. It's called The Mushroom Cultivator. And in 1989, I uh, switched gears and went from growing mushrooms for food, and they're, they're a great food, believe me, mushrooms are, everybody should be eating mushrooms, to um, selling mushrooms as nutritional supplements. I, I had learned at that point that mushrooms had been used for thousands of years in China. It, it fascinated me. I, I started taking trips to China. I was attending conferences uh, every other year. There'd be a conference over there, met lots of scientists, visited farms. It was, it was great for my uh, education, uh, learning about how they worked, learning about how they were grown. And uh, in, in 1990, I went to my first National Foods Expo in, in uh, Los Angeles. I was wandering around with a big interesting woody mushroom in my hands and trying to tell people that hey look mushrooms are also part of this category and we're talking about people that selling green herbs that that was what they were selling that's all they knew and they just looked at it like man what is that thing and and you know so so in a sense I was introducing this to the market when there were literally no medicinal mushroom products at all today Every supplement company has a medicinal mushroom product, and, and but back then, nobody even had a clue about the category or what was going on. So it, it was a it was an interesting time. I enjoyed every minute of it, and and I still do. It, it's a, a wonderful category. I, I really feel it's important that people know more about medicinal mushrooms and how they can help them. So yeah, it's it's great, and I'm happy to be here talking to you about that. And and it's it's wonderful that Natural Stacks is getting onto it and we'll be putting out a product. It's, it's fantastic. Yes. So you, you stole the thunder and, and you guys listening, stay tuned till the end uh, for this episode. We'll tell you about some of these <laughs> products and uh, collaborations that we have with Jeff. Um, but, uh, and that's actually how we got connected. But um, so let's, we'll take a step back for just a second. Um, and, and, you know, for you guys listening, it, as, as Jeff alluded to in that answer, um, you know, mushrooms are, are, are a very rapidly growing um, area of natural health, and there are a lot of products out there um, in the mushroom realm right now. It's a very hot thing, um, and we want to highlight a lot of those positives and a lot of the reasons that mushrooms can be a positive part of uh, or, or valuable tools in your 
toolbox for optimal health. Um, there are some other issues in the mushroom industry uh, that we're going to go through with Jeff and better arm you, the consumer, with the information that you need to be able to sort through um, fact, fiction, what you really want, what you want to avoid, um, you know, because that's, that's kind of where our real mission is in the industry and as a company with Natural Stacks. We want to be open, transparent, honest. Uh, we want to operate with the highest integrity, uh, and we believe in this open source uh, initiative. So um, we're going to get into some of that later, but before we do, uh, Jeff, I, I want to ask you uh, two questions to kind of set, or, or one to kind of set the stage, you just you mentioned making that shift from food mushrooms to, to medicinal mushrooms. Just briefly, what's the difference? Well, you know what? A lot of the food mushrooms are, in fact, medicinal, but mushrooms in generally, in general, they are they're high in protein, low in fat. In fact, it used to be you'd hear all the time about mushrooms from classical nutritionists. You'd say. Mushrooms are just simply a food for their flavor. There's no nutrition there. And the reason they used to say that was because mushrooms are really low calorie. So for a nutritionist, if, if a food has no calories, it's like, well, this is an empty food. There's nothing really there. But the fact is, is that that's what a lot of people are looking for these days. So they're low in fat, but the fats that they do have are um, polyunsaturated. They're high in uh, carbohydrates and a lot of those carbohydrates are the beta-glucans that we'll be talking about. They uh, have a good amount of B vitamins, uh, riboflavin, niacin, and they are high in fiber. So, so what you have here is a food, and, and I recommend to people one of the best ways, one of the ways to, to utilize mushrooms and to get them into your your life is to start eating them on a regular basis they're they're a fabulous food they have all of these activities in terms of nutritional activities but the beauty of it is they also have these other medicinal activities as well and that comes from compounds in the mushroom cell wall these compounds are polysaccharides more specifically they're called beta-glucans and those beta-glucans just tend to occur in a higher amount in the ones that are classified as medicinal mushrooms. Is that, is that really the biggest differentiation? Well, here's, here's, here's the key to the beta-glucan. The beta-glucan has, uh, each mushroom will have a specific, let's just call it beta-glucan architecture. So, so not all beta-glucans are the same. In fact, a lot of people sell beta-glucans or products like oat beta-glucan. Oat beta-glucan is a beta-1-4. It is not the beta-1-3-1-6 that occurs in the mushroom. And the 1-3-1-6 is the beta-glucan that has the medicinal activities. Now, different mushrooms will have just a little bit different architecture. And, and that, the branching of these beta-glucans is what really determines their activities. That's why... For example, reishi or shiitake or maitake are utilized medicinally, whereas other mushrooms, they don't have these exact same medicinal properties, even though they do have beta-glucans, and that's what makes up the cell walls of mushrooms. So, so it's really that branching that makes a difference. And, and, and this is the interesting thing is... is um, in China, there's a book, I have this book, it's called Icons of Medicinal Mushrooms, and they list 270 medicinal mushrooms in there. 
Now, now some of them have limited scientific research behind them, but maybe there's one or two papers which show activity. But there is, in fact, a core group, let's say, of maybe 12 specific mushrooms that not only have been used traditionally for a long time in traditional Chinese medicine, but also have a very large body of research that we can look to. And, and that's what I do in my business. I, I look at, okay, what's used traditionally uh, and, and what's the science? Do we have a body of research that I can look at and say, wow, okay, scientists have looked at these, this specific species and they've determined, yes, this has some medicinal qualities to it. So that's really the difference and, and uh, how it works in terms of which ones are necessarily better than others. Well, I think, I mean, that, that definitely clarifies the answer for me and, and hopefully for, for our listeners, because I mean, I've always wondered, you know, when I go to a health food store, I see the names of mushrooms that I don't normally see in the grocery store. So I was always, you know, you know, why don't I see chaga here? And, you know, I don't see, you know, portobellos, you know, somewhere yeah. else. So, so, so that's great. Uh, I do want to go back and, and, and just mention, uh, you, you talked about the difference between the beta-glucans in uh, like oats versus uh, certain mushrooms. I think it's, it's worth noting, just so our listeners don't completely write off the beta-glucans that are in oats, that they serve a different purpose. They're still beneficial, and, and we know that they actually can help with lipid profiles and, and some of those blood panels, uh, like uh, uh, cholesterol and, and things like that. Absolutely um, correct. Absolutely right. But yeah. they're just not the immunomodulators that the mushroom-based uh, beta-glucans are. Correct. That's absolutely correct. Okay. So perfect. Um, now, you mentioned that, that mushrooms are a great food source for us. This is a question that I had it to ask you. I, I scratched it, and I, I just can't have you on here and not ask you this. This is something that drives me crazy because – um, my background is I'm a food scientist. Uh, I have a degree in food science and human nutrition. So uh, when I see people in places of uh, influence and they say things that are completely asinine yet are yes. going to influence other people, um, it drives me crazy. So uh, chefs are one of those types of people who can get caught up in uh, not staying in their lane, if you will. Yes, uh, I understand. So I've got to ask you about Tom Brady's personal chef. I don't know if you heard this or not. Uh, this is, it probably came out about a year ago or, or, or it's been some time. It's not completely recent, but his personal chef uh, cooks for, for Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, um, who's a supermodel. But he said he's very specific about what he will and will not feed them. And he actually said he will not feed them mushrooms because people should not be eating fungus. And it drove me crazy. Uh, and, and I just, can you dispel that, please? Well, I don't know what he bases that on because the fact of the matter is, is people have been eating mushrooms for thousands and thousands of years. It's a basic food source that's been out there. I mean, let's face it, we were wild crafters in the very beginning in terms of foraging for food and all that. And, and mushrooms were pretty easy in, in season, uh, a great food source for people. And, and again, they have a, a really good nutritional profile. So I, I'm not sure where he got that. You know, there's also information out there that uh, gets repeated that drives me crazy, which is, oh, okay, if you have a um, yeast 
disease of some sort, candida or something, do not eat mushrooms because it's like you've got a fungus that that what is going to feed a fungus? I mean, it, it makes no sense, right? And and it's been it's been debunked many times. But you know how it gets with urban myths; they yeah. they continue to yeah. roll on, and and they they pop up every so often again, especially with the net out there, and they get recycled over and over, and it's really hard to get rid of them. It's like a whack-a-mole type of uh, situation. It's funny you mentioned the, the candida and, and the yeast, because we actually, uh, a few weeks ago, we just published a podcast with the folks from Fix Your Gut, and we talked at length about yeast, candida, and a whole bunch of other gut issues. So so for you guys listening, if you, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to the Fix Your Gut uh, episode. Um, you'll understand exactly why we're laughing if, if you haven't heard that. Um, but it's there's that's an amazing podcast. Tons of biochemistry and, and you know microbiology and, and gut information there. So go back and check that one out. Um, all right, Jeff, we've got a ton of stuff to cover, and, and we've already been kind of small talking. So uh, let's let's get into this. So we talked about how food and medicinal mushrooms are different. Um, let's talk about some of these specific medicinal mushrooms uh, and the benefits that may be attributed to each. So, um, you know, I know some of the ones that we're excited about and, and that the public is excited about, you know, whether it's, you already mentioned reishi, uh, chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps. Walk us through those and, and some of the, the benefits that are associated with them. Well, you know, the, the primary benefit from medicinal mushrooms is the... Uh, immunological modulation. They're called a biological response modifier. So they will actually um, stimulate our, our immune cells. They will, they will boost those immune cells. Um, and, and they'll do it in a way that, that, you know, you may be taking these in a regular way, but the mushrooms are sitting in the background. And as you get a little bit out of harmony, and this is where they're kind of considered a harmony or they're an adaptogen, they will, they will help you to fight off different infections and bring the immune cells up and active uh, when you need them. That is the absolute most important function of mushrooms. And, and let me just say, there, there, if you go out there and look at the science, and, and there are so many different research papers that talk about many, many different properties of mushrooms, and oftentimes, you know what happens with with science when they when they start looking at natural products is they're looking at drug discovery. So they're fractionating and fractionating and fractionating to find all these different compounds in there, and then testing them in certain ways to see if there's the kind of activity that might lead them to actually a drug. Um, the fact is, is that is that there have been some drugs developed from mushrooms. One of which is called lentinin from shiitake. And this is a, a pure compound, and that's part of the problem with natural products is that, is that they have a profile that really doesn't lend itself to, let's just say, one specific compound. So unless you pull out that one polysaccharide, in this case the beta-glucan, beta-1,3-glucan lentinin, uh, it's a profile that doesn't lend itself to being a drug product. But... Drugs have been developed. That's one of them. There's a couple others that are that are um, not not uh, pure compounds. One is called PSK. The other is PSP, protein-bound polysaccharides. PSK is a considered a uh, a drug in 
Japan, where it's used as an adjuvant for uh, people in cancer therapies. Uh, PSP is used the same way in China. Um, I think that speaks to the power of that immunomodulation and, and support, right? Absolutely. No, that, that's right. And that, that's, um, you know, I look at these, uh, again, we're talking about holistic medicine in that sense. We're talking about products where we're really not interested in trying to uh, refine it down to where we're leaving parts of it behind. We're looking at it as a whole, and and that, that's the difference between a natural product and a drug, and, and it's a very, very important difference, and, and that's why, um, for one, you have to be very careful about about you know people that are are trying to make it into one specific compound. But now, having said that, we do want to know what compounds are in these products because that is a, a way for us to say, okay, let's qualify this. What are the the major medicinal compounds in this natural product that we can measure, and then we can we can provide that information to people that are using them and say, hey, we've got some quality control here. We can, we can assure you that this product has the compounds that science has told us are the active compounds. And, and that's very, very important. And, and you'll have so many products out there where they, they don't talk about that because there's not a lot of those compounds in them. Right. Well, I'm actually, I'm holding this up. So if you guys are watching the video, you can see this. Um, Jeff has actually published uh, some, some papers and some studies, and we'll have a link to this on the blog uh, with the show notes. So you guys can look at uh, the actual beta-glucan content of different mushrooms, as well as different types of those mushrooms. We'll get into the different types and, and what we mean by that in, in a few minutes. But you mentioned something, Jeff, that I, I, I want to ask you now, um, talking about isolating compounds versus the entire uh, product or, or fruit as, as nature kind of made it. Yeah. Does, does that impact the decision to use um, mushroom extracts or whole fruits? Well, you know, the extracts that my company produces are, are not – uh, concentrates where we're trying to build up one particular compound. But, but here, here's the thing. When, when you're dealing with a natural product, it's like you can go out there and harvest an herb and you can grind up the, the leaves, let's say, where, okay, these are the leaves. This is what is used. You can grind those up, put them in a capsule. The problem with that is that you are not, if you're taking two capsules a day, 500 milligrams a capsule, you are, are not even close to getting what could be considered a therapeutic dose. And that's, that's why in this industry, extraction is important. That's, that's why in China, traditionally, they will take these herbs, they'll throw them in a pot, they'll boil the hell out of them, and you drink the tea. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, in China, one of the things that they want to see is they want to see something happen. They want to see an effect. They don't want to give you a small amount, and then wonder whether it's working or not. They, they, they want you to take a good amount so that something actually happens. And, and, and you know, th this is part of the problem that we're faced with when we're in a marketplace that is people are looking for $9.95, $19.95, and companies are trying to hit these price points. And so what happens is often they will be out there buying what I would call lowest common denominator products, uh, just and then putting them out just because yeah they want to sell them cheaply and this is this is really 
um, more evident when you go out into a drugstore. A drugstore, you know, they have their shelf of herbal products, and generally speaking, those are not the the places you want to get your herbal products from. You want to get to a store that actually has has brands that understand that and and are putting out products that do have uh, a chance to be effective. But this is something that people need to realize. You need to look at those products. I I recommend um, products that have been extracted for for the reason I just talked about, which is to get more of the active compounds. And, And in the case of mushrooms, for example, we extract them because we want to break down the cell walls and release some of those beta-glucans um, so that you can get the activity from them. You hit the nail on the head with something that I was actually thinking previously in our discussion was, you know, with these natural products, you would truly have to take in a massive dose to get, you know, a, a medicinal serving of whatever that individual ingredient is. So, so it does make sense. Um, so if we're, gonna, if we're going to need to use an extract or extract that particular component. I know that there are some companies that use varying methods of extraction. Uh, I'm going to assume that hot water extraction is safer than chemical or alcohol extraction. Well, generally speaking with mushrooms, we use hot water extraction and that's the traditional means of extracting mushrooms. There are a couple of mushrooms, reishi and chaga in particular, that have compounds called triterpenoids. Um, we can get a lot of those triterpenoids out of those mushrooms using hot water, but some of those compounds stay behind in the fiber, in which case we off also use alcohol. So that's what we would call, we would call that an alcohol extract. But, but remember, normally... An alcohol extract, certainly in the way that I look at it and the way we use it, is is it's it's alcohol water, fifty percent alcohol, fifty percent water, or it will be extracted with water first and alcohol second, then they'll be put back together. But for certain mushrooms, uh, and and you know some of these mushrooms that we're we're using are are hard as wood. They are literally. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've taken, I mean, you can see the chaga. Yeah, right? I, I, I put this away, but for you guys listening, I, I actually have chaga here. And, and if you're watching the video, there's a chunk of it. And I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but that's, that's the chaga <laughs> on my desk. So, I mean, that's, it, it is, it's very hard. Um, but well, I, go ahead. And I, I was going to say, I, I just learned something about chaga recently, which I find fascinating. Chaga is, um, you know, I, I used to consider chaga a sclerotia, and, and, and sclerotia are actually um, fungal parts that grow underground. And, and what happens is, is the the uh, mycelium of the of the this fungus will will be in a situation where, let's say, it gets really cold, and so they form into this very hard mass, and it's kind of a resting stage. And then when conditions are right, a mushroom comes up off this sclerotia. And a sclerotia is 100% mycelium. That is what it is. Now, with chaga, I used to think, okay, that's what a chaga was. It's this, it's this growth. It's 100% mycelium. Chaga is not a mushroom. Uh, but chaga is actually what's considered a canker. And I was reading research from a scientist that, uh, who's a friend of mine. 
And he pointed out to me that he did microscopic tests on chaga, and the chaga canker is actually only 10% mycelium, and the rest of it is woody tissue, hmm. which is which is something very new to me. And I thought, well, well, that's interesting. So, so really, when we're we're taking chaga, we've got this wood as well as the uh, mycelium in there, and that outer rind, which is is interesting as well. Um, so th- that's a very different kind of special mushroom, and certainly one of the things I I mention in my work too is that in with some mushrooms, especially when they're growing off of uh, a tree or something, that tree provides them with precursor compounds that then they use to produce the compounds that we're looking for. So it's those precursors from the wood that will produce, uh, allow this fungus to produce these triterpenoids for one. Well, it's, it's very much like soil quality in a, in a vegetable or a plant, right? The plant, Absolutely. The, the plant is limited in what it can make by what resources it has access to where the roots are. Absolutely. And this is something that, that you know, some people say, oh, gee, you know, mushrooms are out there and they're concentrating this uh, heavy metal and that heavy metal. Well, you know, again, if that's the environment that they're growing in, like other plants, that's what will happen. They will draw that up. So, so yes, it's, it's absolutely right. What they're growing on will have a large effect on whether they produce the natural compounds that they're normally producing or not. So you mentioned mycelium. Can you explain... Uh, just from like a, uh, if we were in science class and they said, look, here's a mushroom. These are the different parts of the mushroom. And, and you know, like, I guess normally like we would think of like the cap or something and then the stem yeah. and, and like the root base. I mean, where in all of that does the mycelium fit in? Because it's not the whole mushroom. It's, it's just part of it, right? That, that's correct. Here's sort of how it works. We'll start with a spore and, and mushrooms begin with spores, we'll have, uh, um, and, and mushrooms produce billions of spores. The spore, when it germinates, it produces what's called a germ tube. It's, it's a filament, a very fine filament. When those filaments fuse together, and, and they will form, start to form a network. That network of hyphal filaments is what we call a mycelium. And, and the mycelium is the actual vegetative body of this organism. The mushroom is what we call the, the fruiting body. So in a sense, the mycelium is, is somewhat like a root system. And, and we normally don't, don't see it because it's either underground, it's embedded in a tree, unless you're actually digging underneath a mushroom that you find, in which case you will see this white mycelial growth under there. That's the, the vegetative part of this organism. It's, it's amassing nutrients. Mycelium is a great, I mean, I mean, these organisms are decomposers. That's what <clears throat> helps to decompose all the wood out there. I mean, very important to the ecosystem. So the mycelium is the vegetative body. When conditions are right, it will put up a mushroom, which is the fruiting body. The fruiting body is only there for a couple of weeks. It opens up, it matures, it produces and drops spores, and that is the completion of the life cycle. So <clears throat> the mycelium is what we would call the vegetative body, and it's very 
very different from the fruiting body in terms of its makeup, the compounds that it's produced. These are two very distinctive plant parts, and it's very important for people to understand this because the marketplace has both. Right. Well, and that's, I was going to use that question to segue right, right into, you know, the, the issue in the market right now with, with medicinal mushrooms. So, so number one, I mean, you, uh, I, I'm again pulling out your, your study and, and you have tested different uh, just mycelium or fruit bodies or whatever, and, and you are showing um, the, the percentage of beta-glucan in each of those so for you guys listening, go to the, the naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the, uh, the links to this paper, and you can see it for yourself, the amounts. So, Jeff, the, the, the issue is, and as you kind of just alluded to, there are companies, the product is not the fruit body itself. It is the mycelium, uh, and it's actually mycelium that's basically farm. It's like the, it's like the mushroom version of factory farming cattle. It's being grown on grain. And that is what's being turned into the end product as opposed to actually using the fruit body of, a, of what we consider a mushroom. Um, and, and there's a debate raging kind of behind the scenes uh, in the mushroom producing world. I'm trying to be very careful with my words here because, because look, hey, for you guys listening, I mean, here's the deal. We, we want you as a consumer to know what's going on. Uh, we're just trying to do this in a way that... Um, the goal here is not to call people out, uh, but the goal is to arm you, the consumer, the listener, um, with the information to be able to look at any product uh, on the market, look at the websites, and, and be able to see, um, you know, which is a mushroom and which is not a mushroom. Um, so, Jeff, tell us a little bit about um, APA, um, AHPA. Um, I, I can't remember what that stands well, for. Certainly, and, and, let, and let, before I do that, let me let me just preface that by saying, Ryan, that um, a, about a year and a half ago, I published a study. It was called uh, "Redefining Medicinal Mushrooms." It's it's on my site. People can download it. They can read it there. the The basics of the study was that that there were no quality standards in the medicinal mushroom category, and there were products being sold and being called and labeled mushroom that were not mushroom. So what I did is, is uh, I, I pulled together uh, fruiting bodies, mushrooms. I, I went out on the, on the net and I bought bottled products from multiple companies that were selling these what are mycelium on grain products and calling them mushrooms. I, I, I bought a bunch of those. And I had found some, some testing methodologies that allowed me to measure the beta-glucans. And, and this is something that, that we haven't had. And there have been scientists that have been calling for standards in this category for years and years and years and years. And the problem was is we didn't have a good testing method for the beta-glucans. Polysaccharide testing is, is expensive, it's difficult, but all of a sudden, well, not really all of a sudden, but since uh, 2004, and I just recently discovered a couple of years ago, there was a very, very good test for beta-glucans, specifically the beta-glucans in mushrooms. So, I took this beta-glucan test 
along with a couple of other uh, testing methods, and I tested 40 different samples of this mycelium product that was flooding the market. Also, um, I tested mushrooms. I tested mushroom extracts. And what I found was that, for one, mushrooms are high in beta-glucans. They are anywhere from 25 to 50% beta-glucan, which is what you would expect. Uh, This test also was able to measure what are called alpha-glucans. And alpha-glucans are the the starches. Mushrooms don't produce starch. This is something that's very important. They do produce glycogen, which is what humans produce as our storage carbohydrate. So mushrooms produce glycogen. So so here we have uh, 25 to 50% beta-glucan in a mushroom with less than 5% of the glycogen. The mycelium products were exactly the opposite. They were 30 to 60% alpha-glucan, which is the starch, and the beta-glucan on average was somewhere around 6%. So, so what, what, what it demonstrated was that, and this is, uh, I think, what a lot of people don't understand, is that when, when somebody is selling a mycelium product, this is not 100% mycelium. This is actually mycelium that has been inoculated on sterilized grain. It's, it's grown in a laboratory, in a plastic bag, in, in a sterile laboratory, a sterile grain, sterile laboratory, sterile air. And then at the end of this process, they harvest it with the grain, which has not been anywhere close to consume the grain is still there in a major way they harvest it dry it grind it and that's what they sell and and the 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 problem with that is that they sell that as mushrooms so if you go into the if you go into the natural food store and you look at the the shelf and there's all the mushroom products and every one of them will say mushroom and they'll have a, a picture of a mushroom on the front and you buy the product and you think, man, I'm taking this great mushroom product. It's not a mushroom product. <laughs> it's actually a, uh, in, in, and, and it's, the market's full of this stuff. And it's uh, this mycelium, mostly residual grain, because that's the dominant part of this product. And people don't know that. People don't know that they're taking actually uh, a product that's mostly grain powder. So I think this is really, really important. And, and this is, you know, if, if you guys listening only take one thing away from this episode, that was it. And, um, you know, I will say I was not aware of that until we started having this conversation with Jeff. And, and I think this is invaluable information because, um, you know, in the weeks since this conversation has started, I've gone to Whole Foods, I've gone to Vitamin Shop, uh, you know, I've gone to a lot of these different places and I've I've picked up mushroom products, and and what Jeff said is 100% correct. You see the name of the mushroom, reishi or turkey tail or whatever on the front. You see a picture of a mushroom, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to take this mushroom. And then when you flip it over and you look at the back, some of them actually list the ingredient as mycelium grown on grain, which if you don't know, and and if I had never heard you say that that's not a mushroom or, or, you know, heard this conversation... I wouldn't know the difference. 
And I'll, I'll let you tell the story about the, the researcher who didn't know the difference either, uh, because that's, that's, that's another uh, paper that uh, was published. Jeff corrected it. Uh, we'll, have the, we'll have all of these papers and, and studies and things that have been published. Uh, you guys can, can look at these. Uh, the, the links will be on the, the show notes. Um, and speaking of papers, you know, this is, I keep holding this up. I printed, this is page two and three um, from Jeff's study. Uh, and these are the tests that you just mentioned where you're showing the, the percentage of beta-glucan and alpha-glucan. And you're absolutely correct. If you look at the mycelium products, uh, you know, I'm seeing anywhere from 40 to 70% uh, alpha-glucan on these mycelium products. It's, a, it's absolutely shocking, Ryan. And, and, and then the only ones that are in the, like when I look at the actual fruit bodies, I'm seeing like 0.2 up to like a maximum of you know, three, four, four, four percent is the highest one I see. That's right. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's like you said, that's the percent glycogen. So, I mean, really, you know, I made this joke before we hit record that, you know, cause I asked Jeff, I held up my chaga that I showed you guys earlier. And I said, you know, is this real? And, uh, you know, he said, yes, it is. <laughs> but it, it, if it wasn't, I would essentially, when I make tea, I would be making rice tea instead of mushroom tea. Uh, I don't want polysaccharides. I don't, well, I, I want, I want beta glucans. I don't want, uh, alpha glucans. I don't want glycogen from a mushroom. Uh, if I, you know, so, so if I'm going to, the point is as a consumer, um, which, which I am, we are, you guys listening are, if we don't want to be misled and, and we want, if we're going to pay for something, we want to get what we're paying for. I, I think that's, that's the issue really here. Oh yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's, you know, a larger than that in the sense that, you know, a lot of people are looking to medicinal mushrooms because they have life-threatening illnesses. And can you imagine you have this illness, you're, you are spending, I mean, people spend a lot of money on different supplements right. that they're hoping are going to help. They go out there and they buy these things and they think, I'm, I'm taking this medicinal mushroom product that this is what it's used for. It's used for uh, as uh, uh, I'm in chemotherapy and, and radiation and this is going to help my immunity. You're buying this product. It is not helping you in any way. All it has done is taken your money away. And, and uh, it's, to me, that, that's the part of it that, that I feel more strongly about is that these are products that people are really looking towards for to help them out with, with illness. And, and that's just unconscionable for me. And, and so here's the other thing that I think is, is very interesting. And this is something that people also need to be aware of. And that is that, that these beta-glucans, they're polysaccharide. Well, grain is a polysaccharide too. So if you see a product out there, a mushroom product, and it is saying we're 40% polysaccharide as if that's a good thing. Well, in fact, if it's a mycelium product, mostly what they're measuring is the grain because that grain in there is a, the starch from that grain is a polysaccharide. Right. So, so just remember, a polysaccharide test for a mushroom product is absolutely meaningless and there are still companies that use this as a measure of the quality of their product. 
Well, it sort of falls under that category. This is something that we've talked a lot about at, at Natural Stacks is, you know, we hate the word proprietary blend. So, you know, I can make yes. a creatine product or a protein product. I can say, you know, this is Ryan's proprietary protein blend, and it's you're going to get 10 grams of this blend per serving. Well, I can make 9.9 grams of that polysaccharide and, and you know, 0.1 gram be protein. And that's still my protein blend. And that's right. And, and what you're saying is, you know, yeah, so alpha glucan, it, it is a polysaccharide. So I'm hiding which type under polysaccharide. That's and, exactly right. And that's something that, that I'm, I'm really excited about. I'm kind of jumping the gun and we'll save the natural stacks products for, for a few minutes. But, you know, on our labels, we're actually specifying you know, greater than X percent beta glucan and less than X percent starch. Uh, yes, and, yes. And for us, that's actually, I believe it's less than 3% starch. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll have that label information better for you in, in a few minutes. But um, so, like I said, kind of jumped the gun there. But I do want to go back and, and you mentioned um, like drying and, and powders. So, um, if if somebody were to take like a, a powdered or, or a, a dried form of mushrooms, assuming that it was still uh, like actually the fruit body and not mycelium grown on grain, it, it, is it going to fall under that category of like not an effective dose? Are, are we actually getting enough? Yes, that there there is certainly that aspect to it. I mean. For example, if you take um, 100 grams of shiitake mushrooms and you buy, you fry them up, and, and that's 10 grams of dried mushrooms, you'd be getting a pretty good amount of shiitake in there that would be would be great. It would be a, a wonderful, it would help you uh, nutritionally and medicinally. Um, the um, actual, when you've got the dried powder uh, where it's been extracted, so... It has been concentrated to some degree. That is going to be important for the amount that you take. If, if, it's, if it's too little, you know, you're not going to get all the benefits. For example, um, you know, I would, say, I would say that ideally a person would want to take at least uh, two grams of a dried powder. Um, especially, I mean, if it was just a straight dried powder, that'd still be on the edge. But if it's been extracted, then you're, you're in a much better position. Uh, because that's going to be at minimum 20 grams of fresh mushroom. Um, uh, so, and one of the things that that is very important here, and and what was part of my study is that is that we all of the products that my company sells, every single product that comes to us that we manufacture. We test those for beta-glucans. So every product has been tested for beta-glucans. We give that on our certificate of analysis. We, we say what the alpha-glucan is of that product so that our customers know. We test our products for heavy metals twice. Um, we, and, and, and let me say this too, Ryan, just, just so that everybody's very clear. The products that Namex grows and manufactures, are that's all done in China. I spent... Lots of time in China throughout the 90s, traveling around, meeting people, scientists, uh, going to farms. It was really interesting because a lot of companies were trying to sell me products. They would show me a product and I'd look at it and I'd go, you know what, that's just a brown powder. (laughs) That doesn't mean a lot to me. How do do I know what this product is? Well, that's where testing comes in. And, And the other thing I want people to know is that in 1997, I took 
OCIA to China for the very first organic certification for mushroom seminar in China, 1997. We had two dozen people there, two dozen growers. That's almost 20 years ago. Well, exactly, 20 years ago. But, but I, I realized, I realized in the 90s, I realized that, that the only way that we were going to be able to supply actual mushrooms, actual fruiting bodies as supplements was China. Because that's, that's something that, that people need to know. There's a reason why companies produce mycelium on grain. It's a lot of times they'll say, oh, we've got this proprietary process that we've developed for growing this product. No, this, this process has been around since 1930. The product that they're making is actually called mushroom spawn. As a mushroom grower, we used to grow mycelium on grain, and then you'd break it up, you'd put it into your compost, and each one of those grains would be a seed with my, fresh mycelium on it, and it would grow out and colonize your substrate to grow mushrooms. That's what that product is actually designed to be, but it's cheap to produce this mycelium on grain product. And, and companies in the United States, why is it that no company in the United States is actually producing mushrooms as supplements? Well, it's pure economics. And despite the fact that they might tell you, oh, I mean, some of them out there, oh, mycelium is so much better than, than mushrooms and, and it's got this compound and that compound. Well, you know what? There's been a lot of research on pure mycelium, pure mycelium, and you can grow pure mycelium, and they do in China in fermentation tanks, thousands and thousands of tons of this stuff that you've got a pure mycelium product, cordyceps, one of the cordyceps products, major cordyceps product is grown in that manner, but they talk about this mycelium as if. It's pure. They say all the research behind mycelium, look at it all. That's research on pure mycelium. It's not research on mycelium grown on grain, and the grain is the major part of the product. Right. Well, again, it goes back to, you know, it, it, it's the, the plant, whether it's broccoli or mushroom, is limited to the nutrients that it can get from, you know, where its roots are. Um, so, Jeff, let's, uh, can, can we arm our listeners with a couple of, I don't know what you want to call it, like bullshit detector or like radar to, to kind of, to be able to, to make. Discern uh, a mycelia product, to be able to look at it. Yeah, say, like, is, is there a test we can do at home on these products or, or you know, when we, oh, when we look at the labels? Okay, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, there's a couple of really interesting tests, one of which is uh, what's called the iodine starch test. And I highly recommend it. It's really cool. You just buy yourself a small bottle of iodine from the pharmacy. It might cost you three bucks. You, you, you go home, you take your mushroom product, and you empty a few capsules out into a small amount of water, just in a cup or something, and stir it up really good, let it, let it settle and get, get nice and moist, and, and um, then put five or ten drops of iodine into that water. And if there is starch, it will turn black. 
black, black. You can you can see this out there. There there on the internet. There's there's this test is out there, so you can see exactly how. It's, but it's a very simple test. That that's number one. And number two, I mean, that's a test you can do at home. Number two. Can I just ask, like, so if we were going to do that, and I haven't seen these videos, but if we used a control, like picked another starch, like rice or or oats or something that people would have at home, if we just put those in a cup and did the same thing, we would see the water turn black? Absolutely. So iodine iodine mixing with starch turns water black? Absolutely. Yes, that's that's a classic chemical reaction. So that's your control, and then you do it with the mushrooms, and you see if you get the same... That's right. Then okay. you can do it with, with a, um, actually with a, a genuine mushroom product. Put the iodine in. It will not turn at all. All you'll see is the color of the iodine. Nice. Okay. So, so that's, that's a, you know, I, I encourage people. I say, well, what, what mushroom product do you have? And, and they'll tell me. I say, well, why don't you just try the iodine test on it? You know, don't, don't trust me. Don't, you know, don't believe me. Try the iodine test on it and, and see for yourself. The other, the other real tell on these products is do they say made in USA and that's the other thing because like I was saying these products are only made in the United States that's where they make them and so they they come out and say oh made in the USA and and uh, you know th- this is the thing that is so disingenuous and it's and it's made in in a factory of GMP certified and we're we're organic and we're kosher, and you think, my God, this is wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a magic trick. They're distracting you with the, the assistant, it and then over here. Absolutely, uh, they're distracting. It's a distraction. It's a magic trick for sure, and that's what they do, and, and you, you start to think, wow, this product must be amazing the way they make it and all of this, but again, it is the process. It is uh, on the grain, the grain is the the major part of these products, and that's what you end up getting, and that's what you have to avoid. And again, if it says made in the USA, walk away. All right, uh, so go to the next one. So if if these mycelium grown on grain products are only being made in the USA, are there regulations against that in China or Canada? Because I know, like you're you're saying the, that your stuff comes from Canada. The product I held up a minute ago that was real chaga uh, is from Canada. Um, are, are there regulations in these other countries that, you know, don't allow mycelium grown on grain? No, the reason, you know, you know, in China, they produce mycelium. They produce it in a fermentation where they're growing pure mycelium. Okay. They, they don't even consider this as a nutritional supplement. And let, let, me, let me give you a great example of what this product actually is. Are you familiar with a product called tempeh? Yes, uh, okay, uh, it's like soy tofu, right? Well, tempeh is cooked soybeans with a fungus grown on it. So what it is is it's a myceliated soy cake that is used as a food. So this is exactly what these companies are doing. It's the same process. They're they're growing mycelium on a grain. I, I think they should sell it as a food, actually, because that's that's more of what it is. It's a grain-based food. It's not a supplement. It's not a medicinal mushroom supplement. It's a food product. It, the, the process is exactly like growing tempeh. And again, it is grown in sterile grain. I, I have somebody out there who's, who's a big uh, advocate for mycelium. You hear this man talk. 
And he says, oh, you know, the mycelium, it's out there in nature and it's being challenged by all these organisms. And because of this challenge, it's, it's producing all of these special compounds. That's why mycelium is so great. He grows the mycelium in a sterile culture. There's no other organisms in there. It's like it's like you're feeding them something, and there is it's just like a feast, and there's no one else there to take advantage or challenge you. You know, I know who you're speaking of, and we're not interested in naming names or calling people out specifically, but it's an it's an integrity thing, and it's. You know, I was talking to my wife, Donna, about it last night after you and I spoke. And, and it's like to see the platform that this individual has, uh, the influence that they have, but then also to see how they uh, are talking behind the scenes and, and what they're, the agenda that they're promoting. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trust that, that individual to babysit my kid or I, I wouldn't even trust them with, you know, a friend's dog for the weekend. And, and it's just like... It's it's very frustrating to to see that and know that that's going on. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons that we're very excited to be partnering with you. Um, so so let's do this. We'll, we'll move away from that uh, and we'll focus on some positivity. And, and that sure. is that is that you know you run a company called Namex. Um, and tell us what that stands for. Well, Namex stands for North American Medicinal Mushroom Extracts, and and the key thing here and the takeaway from my company is what I do is, you know, I I don't just buy off the shelf products. I've been working with my Chinese partners for over 20 years and I provide a level of quality control on these products. Plus I I provide something that very few people out there know anything about uh, mushrooms. That's what you know, I've been doing, I've been living with mushrooms for most of my life. Over 30 years. <laughs> 40 like. years, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's kind of the quality assurance that you're getting when you are purchasing products from me. You're not buying it from a company that sells a thousand and one herbal products. You're buying it from a company that specializes in mushroom products and, you know, I don't sell mycelium on grain, I stay with the tried and true. And, and what science tells us is, is the part of the mushroom that has the medicinal compounds. You know, it's, it's absolutely clear that that's where these medicinal compounds reside, in the mushroom, in the fruiting body. Right. So, and, you know, without further, you know, uh, ado or, or delay, I mean, we'll, we'll just go ahead and tell you guys, at Natural Stacks, we're, we're launching three mushroom products. Um, they will all have the, the uh, name Myco um, prefix in the name of the product. So we have Myco Mind, we have Myco Boost, and Myco Immune. Um, this is really exciting, and the one thing that, that I want to point out on all three of those, on, on all of our mushroom products, the source for all of our mushrooms is Jeff and Namex, and if you look at our label, when you see, uh, flip to the ingredients and to the nutrition label, and you will see that it's, A, it's the fruiting body, that B, it is a, an extract of that, and it is a water extract, and also on that label, we're going to show you the percent beta glucans and the percent starch right on the label so there's if you know what you're looking for then you know that what is in our product is exactly what you want it's all the stuff that we've just discussed on this podcast and it will give you kind of a baseline to compare any other mushroom product to ours 
Uh, and, and that's really the point of this is, you know, as a consumer or as Jeff mentioned, you made a great point earlier. If somebody is using this for, for you know, health purposes, if you're trying to, you know, use alternative medicine for healing, then you want to know you're getting what you think you're getting. Uh, and that's that's the natural stacks way. Um, so let's talk about these as individual formulas, Jeff, because I'm really excited I'm sure you must be as well. So the first one uh, is MycoMind, and that is a combination of uh, lion's mane and bio-PQQ. How cool is that? Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I love it. And I think, I th- you know, that, that's the cool thing I think about what Natural Stacks does is that you're not just putting out the one um, product, but you're matching it with something. You guys are using the intelligence that you've got to put together combinations. And, you know, that, that's what traditional herbalists and certainly traditional Chinese medicine is all about putting together combinations that have some kind of a synergy. So no, I think it's really cool. Yeah. So, so if you guys listening, the myco mind is, like I said, lion's mane, mushroom and bio PQQ. So this is a brain cell optimizer. Um, together, these two uh, ingredients uh, are designed um, to promote nerve growth factor, mito- uh, mitochondrial biogenesis, um, and, and like we said, you know, I'm actually going to read the label to you right now. Um, it's water extracted uh, from the fruiting body, and it contains greater than 30% beta-D-glucans, not alpha-glucans, uh, and less than 3% starch. So we have that lab tested, um, which is really, really exciting. Um, the, the, the next product is MycoBoost. That's cordyceps, mushroom, and uh, herba mate, which is, I mean, how cool is that one? Wow, and, and you know, here, here's the thing that that I think that your um, your customers and people should understand is that right now, for the first time in a thousand years, we have access to cordyceps militaris fruiting bodies. This is something absolutely new. I mean, cordyceps wildcrafted up in um, Tibet and these places. You know, it's the most expensive herb in the in the world, and it's grown on a caterpillar, and you have the little fruiting body on it. That's that's the the um, cordyceps fungus, and and it it is valued at twenty thousand dollars a kilogram. Can you imagine? Are you serious? I'm serious. There's and, a fungus grown on a or a mushroom a grown on a caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it's called winter worm summer grass. People harvest it by by crawling around on their hands and knees to find these things. They're really difficult to find. But <laughs> it sounds like the coffee that uh, Jack Nicholson's character drank in Bucket List. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it is kind of a, a comical thing. But but here's the here's the thing. Um, nobody can can actually consume enough of that at that price, except, unless you're the ultra rich. But now, for the first time ever, Cordyceps militaris, which also goes on an insect, but not, but that's in the wild. And what what is happening now is that Cordyceps militaris is being cultivated. So we are now selling, and what you're you've got is 100% Cordyceps fruiting body. And, and this Cordyceps Militaris has been used interchangeably with Cordyceps Sinensis, which is this other one. So it's also used, but now it is available. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, we, we really are too. And, uh, and our final one is Mycoimmune. And this is Reishi, Shaga, and uh, the turkey tail that we mentioned earlier. So, um, and again, uh, water extracted, fruiting bodies, 
And, and this one is greater than 20% beta D glucans. It's greater than 4% on the Rishi triterpenoids. Did I say that right? Triterpenoids. Yes, you did. Triterpenoids. Yeah. Right. So, so you mentioned those earlier. This particular product is, you know, we we've lab tested more than 4% and still less than 3% starch on this one as well. So, um, you know, we we in the true natural stacks fashion said, you know, look, we, we see the benefit of mushroom products. We really like the potential that's there, uh, but we're going to take the industry and we're going to kind of raise the standard. And, and it's been an incredible process to be able to partner with Jeff, you know, raise our education level on this, try to, you know, now going forward, raise the consumer education level on all this and, and raise the standard for the industry. So, um, you know, Jeff, any final parting thoughts on, uh, you know, the, the partnership, the products, the, the mushroom? Well, let, let, me, let me just say that I, I'm really happy to be working with Natural Stacks. And, you know, the interesting, the interesting thing to me is that, is that you guys are part of the new wave, the new generation that's looking at this. And I love the fact that I, I was able to speak to Roy and, and Roy got it right away. He, he, he looked at the information and he went, wow. He understood. I, I talked to traditional companies that have been around a long time, and you know they've they've got already got a mycelium product, and they don't want to change. And and they, okay, whatever. But nobody's telling us they don't like the product, so we're going to stay with it. You guys looked at this and you went, you know, there's really something here that's very important. There's you could see the difference, and and I find that with. Um, your generation. My, my sons are your generation. They get it too, and they're interested in products that that are going to work with them to raise the bar. You know, they're totally on to this. They they take their daily smoothie. They put different things in there. So so they love it, and, and I I do too. And I'm just really stoked that you guys are there, that you get it, that you're putting out products that are high quality and that it means something to you. So before we let you go, um, two final questions, Jeff. Number one, where can our listeners find more of you, uh, track you down, whether it's Namex or, or anything like that? Well, if you go to um, my website, it's Namex, N-A-M-M-E-X.com. I've got a ton of content there. I, I've got podcasts. There, there's some really great slideshows there that I've, I've put together that, that talk about how our extracts are produced. Uh, I've got a slideshow that shows you very graphically the difference between mushrooms and mycelium on grain. So you can, you'll get a, a picture, an actual picture of what this is like. So, so a lot of information. Please come uh, check it out. Um, it's there for you. And, you know, I think that's another thing that, not to plug Natural Stacks again, but, you know, uh, I don't know of a lot of other supplement companies that are uh, so open and, and upfront with, hey, this is our source. This is where our supplements come from, you know, grill this guy uh, or grill this company. Um, so, so that's just another thing to kind of point out. Um, Jeff, final question, the one that every guest has to answer on the show, your top three tips to live optimal. And just know that it doesn't have to be on topic. If it's mushroom related, great. If it's not, no worries. Well, you know what? I'll just give you one thing that I feel very strongly about is that a lot of people look at the world and look at disease and they frame it all 
in terms of a struggle, a fight, a war. I don't believe in that. I believe in harmony. I believe in balance. What happens is that people get out of balance for one reason or another. When we're out of balance, that's when these uh, diseases can have a stronger effect on us. We live in a organism here called the earth. There are all these factors that we are, are working with every day. We swim. Uh, the air that we breathe is full of spores. It's full of microorganisms. That's part of who we are. You know, so, so maintain a balance. Look for the balance. Take care of yourself. Look at your diet. Look at, you know, if you need supplementation, the supplementation. But again, we're looking for harmony. We're looking to stay in balance. That's really the key. I love it. I love it. It sounds like uh, you know, one of the practices that, that I have kind of adopted um, over the last year, I would say, is whenever I feel that out of balance is uh, I, I just go back and reread or actually have it on audio. So I re-listen to Tao Te Ching and, and it's like, you know, the version I have, I can get through the whole thing in about two hours. And awesome. The last time I did it, we just moved to the beach. So I went, I sat on the sand, I watched, you know, the waves, I listened to Tao Te Ching and then I stood up two hours later and I was like, <laughs> renewed. Yes. Yes. So, so I think, you know, for our listeners that I will piggyback on that advice and say, you know, if you haven't read that book, read that book. It, it's amazing. Um, but it's so true. I mean, you know, I think back to, to where I was 10 years ago and, and I had no idea of this concept of balance and, and harmony. And, um, I think, uh, life is, is much more enjoyable and, and, you know, much more sustainable, um, when we're in that place of, you know, vibrating at a higher level in harmony yes. with, with each other and, and with the world. And absolutely, um, you know, so, so awesome. Uh, Jeff, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. This has been great. Um, for you guys listening, again, go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the, the uh, blog post for this with the video. We will post all of the uh, papers, uh, PDFs, reports, all that stuff on there so you guys can see it. Um, of course, we'll have the mushroom products available on the website so you guys can um, pick those up. Um, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, please go do that. If we read yours on the air, we'll hook you up with a product. And of course, share the OPP with uh, anybody you know in your life who will benefit from uh, the things that we're talking about so that we can help them and more people live optimal, especially if you know somebody who's into medicinal mushrooms. Uh, I almost said medicinal marijuana. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but if you know anybody that, that utilizes mushroom products, make sure they hear this so that they can be informed and, and make an informed choice for themselves. So um, thank you guys for listening. Jeff, thanks again for hanging out with us. Hey, my pleasure, Ryan. Uh, it's been great. Thank you so much.